Hey whores, I've got something to share. I love magic wands and I love anal toys. So I've partnered with LaWand and B-Vibe to get you the best discounts on their entire site. From now until June 30, get 20% off the entire store by using code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout. Get yourself a rumbly magic wand or even a rimming plug and get you coming, baby. That's Lawand and B-Vibe and use code SEXED with Tim for 20% off both stores. Check the description for more details and I'll see you at your next orgasm. Mwah! The Sex Ed with Tim podcast is recorded on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. We acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13, signed with the Mississaugas of the Credit, and the Williams Treaty, signed with multiple Mississaugas and Chippewa bands. You're listening to Sex Ed with Tim. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. I'm your host, Tim. I'm a certified sex educator. I identify as a chaotic homosexual. And what kind of tests do dogs take if they want to be sure they're the father? They take a paw paternity test. But <laughs> I had another one was kind of lame. Was just like, um, how do you stop a dog from digging? You take away his shovel. <laughs> I can't hold a shovel with my paws. <laughs> one of those anti-joke things. Um, oh my goodness! Uh, if you haven't guessed by now, we are going to be talking all about not doggy style psh, the pup lifestyle oh my god and who better to talk to about the pup lifestyle than the goodest boy in the entire earth support Arr. pup cooper <laughs> Arr, rah, 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 rah. Okay. oh cooper how are you i am well how are you i'm so good and uh thank you so much for doing this again because of technical difficulties and uh the internet can be so weird and lame but hey you know what we're getting through so this is take two of the pop lifestyle episode so uh before we get into anything first how about you tell us a little bit about what it is that you do cooper sure so my name is cooper my pronouns are he him and el I am a sexuality educator and coach. I help folks with sex and relationships, sexual identity, gender, those kinds of things. Um, my training, I'm also a, was well, back up. I was a certified sexuality educator, but my PhD is in human sexuality. And I've been doing this work as a sexuality educator for about 20 years. I love it. And you also identify as a puppy? I do. I am a puppy. Full on. Full on oh puppy. And I, I started my Instagram account back in May of 2021 because I wanted to do the work that I'm trained to do in my own community. And so that's sort of how I ended up here with you today, Tim. Yes. And I want to talk to you all about uh, the pup lifestyle because 
I'm not exactly a pop. Like the closest thing I've ever done to being a pop is doggy style. Uh, but even then, it was like, I'm not going to bark for this top no matter how much he asks me to. Like, oh, oh, rough, rough. No, 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 no. I can't do that. So, um, what exactly is a being a pop or like what is this pop lifestyle that we see so prevalent in uh, our culture? The best way to describe it is like role play. And role play being a dog. And it comes out of a long history in the cis gay, the cisgender men gay community. When sort of like the leather community, people used to play sort of a situation where the sir or the the master, the person who is in the dominant role, has their submissive play the part of a dog. And so it was a lot of dog training in the beginning and really like teaching people to be dogs in an effort to have them be even less human or subhuman. And then it sort of evolved into a little bit more of a playful interaction. And now pups are independent and we live our own lives. We don't all need handlers, although lots of folks have a handler or a human who is their sort of owner or the person responsible for them at different times. But ultimately what we're doing is role-playing being a dog. And also I think more than that, it's getting in touch with a part of yourself that's more animalistic, that's more simple, it's more, I don't know, hedonistic is really the right word, but it's, it's just sort of like getting in touch with your inner animal, your inner sense of self. And now there's a pretty broad pet play community that includes people who play as all kinds of different pets, whether that's as a cat or as a lizard or as a snake or as a ferret or whatever. So I think I'd love to see a meerkat community. That'd be cute. (laughs) I'm sure there are meerkats out there for sure. Um, So I think what evolved out of the, a very, heavy leather old old guard sort of leather community as dog play really now has turned into like a playful community of pups who like to get together and have a good time some of us are sexual pups some of us are social pups some of us are both and i really believe that at least in the work that i'm doing with support pup cooper that like it's important for people to be whoever they want to be and to express themselves however they want to express themselves in our community needs to be as inclusive as we can to make sure that anybody who wants to be a pup can be a pup and can find the support and affirmation and uh, resources they need to to live their best sexual pup life or social pup life. I love that. So being a pup doesn't necessarily mean anything sexual from the get-go, right? Like it's really just a way for you to get in touch with a specific part of you. Yeah, exactly. Like some people feel like for so for some pups, the hood itself is what a lot of it's about, because that when you put the hood on, you kind of take off your human persona. And so then you're out in the world being sort of free to be a different version of yourself or like drag. Your puppy self. Yeah, kind of like drag. And it's interesting. I think a lot of pups that I know and have talked to describe what a lot of drag queens talk about, which is like when they are in drag, they feel confident, they feel empowered, they feel beautiful, they feel excited, and they feel like people's attention is wanted and clear and direct. And there's the whole persona part, like a lot of people have like a different personality as a pup than they do as a human. 
And I think that's also like freeing in a lot of ways because, you know, the world is full of problems and difficult things and adulting and humaning. And sometimes it's nice to just like have fun. Yeah, of course. Like, it's just nice to get that sort of escapism, you know, just to get yourself out of like your human persona into something totally different. Like I put on my boy drag and then my, you know, sex educator drag for the ones who are interested in, uh, you know, having that teacher role play kind of situation. <laughs> but that's just for oh. the ones on Grinder who are like, can you teach me a few things, sir? I'm like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. So uh, what exactly is the difference here between being a pup and being like a kinkster? Or is there any difference at all? Or there's also like the furry aspect of it. Like, there seems to be so much overlap between these. Yeah, I think the communities all definitely overlap. I think BDSM, so bondage, domination, discipline, sadism, submission, masochism, like the whole, all of what BDSM means is is this idea of power exchange. And so pup play definitely overlaps with that. But for people who are less interested in the, the power exchange part and they're more interested in just like the social dynamics of the pup community and sort of like how pups relate to each other with our barks and our and our (laughs) and you know all the different ways we communicate non-verbally it's all about this idea of power and exchanging power and taking on different roles and and relating to each other in different ways the overlap then to like the broader pet play community i think is actually similar i think then it's less about like role-playing an animal and more about like what kind of animal because like dogs have different personalities than cats than lizards right like all of these pets have different ways in which they interact with their owners or their handlers or each other and so i think for for the for pets there's a big part of it that's about like being taken care of by a human um and then furries the furry fandom overlaps with pups especially the the dog furries because furries can be also a whole range of not just different animals but different hybrids of animals and different colors and textures and furries kind of go towards the the playful um sports mascot or college team mascot idea of like it can be whatever you want it to be your personality your persona can be whatever you want it to be and so i definitely know a lot of folks who are a part of all three communities, are a part of one, or a part of the other. And sexuality is is about our gender. It's about who we're attracted to. It's about how we understand our own bodies and our own pleasure, right? Like we don't have to have partnered sex to have sex. We can have sex with ourselves and enjoy our our body for ourselves. And so I think the range to which people get involved in the sexual part of pup play or furry fandom or um, pet play has a lot to do with like the diversity of the many different ways in which all of us are sexual. And so I think, I think the idea that like, I'll just say like off the bat, there's a couple of myths, right? Like no pups don't want to have sex with dogs. No furries do not want to like have sex with animals. And it's more about being yourself and connecting with other people with whom you have a shared life experience or a shared um, identity or way of seeing the world. 
Mm, that's so true because like it, it's just a way for us to navigate this craziness right and who are we to judge whether you put on drag makeup you put on a puppy hood or i don't know put on a halloween mask for all i care it's just it's nice to not be who i am on an everyday life like <laughs> it's so tiring being an adult is so exhausting I just it want is to, right i just want to be cuddled like a puppy (laughs) yeah and honestly like part of what i find really freeing and exciting about pup play is like the negotiated boundaries and expectations right like if i'm gonna play with a person who's gonna be a handler or is gonna be a more dominant pup than myself we talk about that ahead of time and we decide what that's going to look like. And I think for me, going into sexual experiences or even friendships or relationships with people in really intentional ways makes it more fun because you know what you're doing, you know what you're not doing, you're able to advocate for your own safety and to support someone else's. And so I think BDSM overall always appealed to me because of not only the fantasy and the cool stuff you get to do, but also because like it's intentional sex and so much of our culture teaches us a lot of problematic things about sex and what Mm -hmm. sex is supposed to be or how it's supposed to feel or not feel. And so we end up living in this world of shoulds rather than wants and desires Mm -hmm. and happiness. And so I think For me and for a lot of pups I know, like, it's a space that we get to create together for us. That's so true. Because you get to create something entirely you. And uh, you and your, uh, whether it be your handler or the rest of your pack, if you have a pack. Um, And that's so sweet. And, like... Sometimes I want to, you know, get into a pup hood or something, but the upkeep for all this leather and this gear is a little much for me, to be quite honest. Neoprene is easy. Is it really? Okay. Yeah, like neoprene's that. easy. I mean, it's you still got to be careful with it as you do with anything you have, right? But like neoprene, like when neoprene hoods became popular and now like you can get them in all different colors and you can design which part of your hood what color you want your nose and your muzzle and your ear and your left ear or your right whiskers like you can design them to be like custom but they're durable they're pretty easy to take care of they but I'm rough though, are comfortable I'm so rough <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of rough dogs out here too yeah i bet like uh, from our first conversation, I believe you mentioned about like, uh, so there are pups who just kind of want to throw away consent out the door, like just treat me like a dog. Like, uh, are there really like pups like that who just want to be treated like an animal, like shit in a cage, eat out of a bowl kind of situation? Yep, there are. Oh I would God. say like the the toileting things, like. Shitting, I think, is probably less common, but like there's diaper pups and there are water sports pups and there are pups who want to eat all their food out of a dog bowl. And there are pups who want to like be anthropomorphized and like sit at a table and like eat like a human would, but they're there as a pup. (laughs) 
Well, they'll hook, the hook gets muzzled, so the muzzles come off. You can, oh, you they can do? unsnap okay. a muzzle. Yeah. Okay. And what I think is, I love when I unsnap the muzzle, I like, I feel like I'm Batman because you have your ears, <laughs> but your face and your eyes are all exposed. Um, but no, the muzzles come off. But the other part of it too is like people often, they think the hood is the thing, right? But the hood is sort of like a accessory. It's for, for and for some people, like, they're not a pup unless they have their hood on. But for some people, mm-hmm. and I am one of these, like I'm a pup all the time. And I navigate the human world by doing all the human appropriate things. But the lines between my human self and Cooper are kind of blurry because the more and more time I spend as Cooper and the more and more time I've lived my life learning from pup play about myself, the more comfortable and confident I am in what I know about who I am, what is important to me, what is not important to me, what I'm okay with, not okay with. And like Mm -hmm. Cooper has helped me find the best version of me. Um, And so, so yeah, like some people definitely want to spend their time, like, you know, go to somebody's house for the weekend and sleep in a dog kennel and, get fed like a dog, use the bathroom in the ways a dog would by going out on a walk in, you know, the outside and going outside. But it's all a range. And it's it's literally like whatever makes you happy and the other person or people you're playing with happy, like get it. Get as long as there's consent. That's kind of yeah. all that I'm concerned about. As long as there's consent. Yeah. And I think the other part of it is, um, and I did a, a live the other day with... Uh, another pup and a friend of ours and we were talking about how like even deciding like you asked the question about like are there people who give away consent like even deciding to say like i'm gonna go into pup head space treat me like a pup i am yours do whatever you want with me i'm still giving consent to do that that's true and we can always withdraw consent at any time and the ideal safe relationship you have with someone is one where you can say like hold on a minute either through a safe word or just an action a gesture right yeah like if you take off your muzzle it's like no more right or if you sit in a certain way or sometimes pups will have like a hand gesture or you know a way to communicate to their handler like enough is enough or i want out or give me a break and I think the most important advice I always give people who are like interested in pursuing any kind of kink play is like, choose your partner that you're going to play with or your partners that you're going to play with carefully because that relationship of trust and understanding that like they're going to respect your consent boundaries is the most important thing. Oh, heck um, yeah. Things are going to go right. Things are going to go wrong, but only if you have a good relationship with a person and they respect your dignity and humanity and your ability to give consent if they're able to respect who you are and to stop when you ask for that then you never really fully give over your consent you still Um, maintain your own personhood and your autonomy yeah exactly oh that's so good that's healthy that sounds like a lot healthier than most like normal human relationships i've seen (laughs) to be quite which is honestly what's so great about it is like it's it's 
it's something I think a lot of people don't realize, like normal people, quote unquote, don't <laughs> realize is, is like, yeah, right. Like they, like if you're not living your life in this very intentional consensual way, a lot of people do things because they feel like they are obligated to or they have to without realizing like you're making a lot of choices you don't realize you're making because you're living in that world of shoulds, right? Like I should I should be doing have this. sex with my be, partner. Yeah. Oh God. I should yeah. give oral sex, but like you don't have to. You yeah. can choose not to. And if your partner can't handle that, Bye. then I have some other questions, right? Like about like, well, what is the deal with that partner that can't handle you having your needs met and you advocating for what is healthy for you? We'll be right back after this commercial break. Yes. Hello, all my little sluts. It's me, Mama Slut. Hope you're enjoying the show so far. I just wanted to hop on here real quick to let you in on a sexy little deal. Do you like feeling sexy and looking sexy? Of course you do. Only my listeners are sexy as fuck. I have partnered with fetishwear designer Dale Kuda to bring you the hottest deals on custom jock straps, harnesses, hats, and more. Head over to dalekuda.com, that's D-A-L-E-K-U-D-A.com, and use code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout for 25% off the entire store. Yeah, you heard me. 25% off. And cherry on top. Free shipping, oh my god. <laughs> I have a few of the stuff that he has made for me, and girl, I'm wearing it right now. I'm wearing like a little jock strap so that I could easily just like slip a little butt plug or dildo every now and then here and there, and I'm on the train. I'm just like, uh, 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 thank you, Dale. <laughs> That's dalecuda.com with the code SEXEDWITHTIM for 25% off your entire purchase with free shipping. With a deal like that, I swear I could come buckets, honey. <laughs> hey, you disgusting pervs. We all like sex toys, right? Nipple clamps, vibrators, masturbators, oh my. Good For Her has one of the best selection of sex toys, learning resources, online workshops, and gender expression materials you can't find anywhere else. Go to goodforher.com and use code SEXEDWITHTIM10 for 10% off your purchase of any of the toys bought online. That's G-O-O-D-F-O-R-H-E-R.com and the code S-E-X-E-D-W-I-T-H-T-I-M-1-0 at checkout for 10% off your purchase of any of the toys bought online. And they ship worldwide. Trans-inclusive, feminist, and pleasure-focused, Good For Her has been doing the Lord's work since 1997, bringing you everything you need to get that... Uh... Uh... The show is about to begin. Yes. Oh, that's so good. That's so healthy. Like, if anything, if people are going to listen to this episode and take away anything, it's that. You don't have to follow shoulds of society. Just do whatever the fuck you want. As long as you're having fun and, like, everyone is having a good time. And just, I don't know. Do what makes you feel your most capital S self. It's so mm -hmm. liberating. What a wild idea, right, Cooper, to be your most authentic self. Wild. Oh. <laughs> um, going back to that puppy uh, aspect of it, I want to 
ask you, it's more personal, like how do you draw the line between your human persona and your pup persona? Because you said that you live basically your everyday life as your pup persona. So like, I'm pretty sure you're not going to go to the bank and like start barking at the teller, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more of like a frame of mind. It's like, you know, I grew up in a, in a place, in a way, in a family, in a community where like I learned to be a people pleaser. And oh, same people, here, religious yeah, household, right. thank you. I know. And like being queer, I think so much of our life as young people is like just trying to survive. And part of what we learn to do is people please for mm-hmm. our own survival and inclusion. There's a lot of unhealthy things then we're willing to do to just make other people happy or to keep other people satisfied. And so when I say that I live my life as Cooper, it's more that like I live my life with intention and my playful self, my self who's going to say yes or say no, because it's what's right for me rather than what other people say. Like I sort of, I would say that's the biggest difference. And when I don't like Cooper has taught me that because of that intentional relationship building that I've had from like the very first person I ever met who did pup play with me and was my handler. Like we really learned, like you have to say, like as a pup, this is what I want you to do to take care of me. Like I want you to let people touch me or I don't want you to let people touch me. And same on the other side as the handler, like I want you to talk or not talk. And it's like, okay. And then you negotiate all of that, but then you end up living really intentionally together and having like a really, really great time because you know what each other wants and why you're doing it. And so when I say I live my life as a pup, it's that Cooper's always with me. Like he's always there reminding me of that intentionality and what's driving this whole interaction is Mm -hmm. what I want, not what I feel like I owe people or they should right have right i I like how you you do say cooper in like the third person because you are cooper (laughs) so you you've built this sort of character this sort of persona that is still authentically you it's like simultaneously separate yet joined Uh, like that's what i'm getting from you yeah definitely and it's it's funny there are days where i'm just like I think I'm like Cooper is an evolution of Justin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like, it's like a Pokemon, like I'm in my higher form. (laughs) This isn't even my final form. Yeah, exactly. Like I've evolved into a better form and I hope I always do, right? Like I hope I'm always kind of on a journey to find my most authentic self in the moment and Mm -hmm. in the time that I live in. I feel like that should be everyone's like, aspiration right to continuously change and be better than you were yesterday whether you're a puppet yeah, or a master yeah the other part too is like when i wear my hood to space like actual physical space mm-hmm. people engage with me differently than they would engage with, with me if i didn't have my hood on and i just what's the difference there's a bunch of different ways it happens the biggest difference i notice is that people see you as like approachable people look at you and they hold eye contact or they they look at you and don't realize you can see back which is kind of hilarious when you're like you're looking at me and i know you're giving me the full look 
and I can see you, but it's almost like because I have my hood on, they don't see the rest of my face. So they don't think that like I'm paying attention. <laughs> so there's that. And then there's people who come up and will like give you scratches and like talk to you like a dog, like who's a good boy. And it's, mm. it feels good and it feels like less pressure because right. I don't have to necessarily carry on a conversation or like be the social outgoing person that I am. And, you know, in the work that we do as educators and coaches and relationship people, like our job is people all the time and navigating the complexities of the people we're working with. And so oh, yeah. being out in public in space where I don't have to worry about that and I can literally just stand in the corner and just kind of like be there or be on my hands and knees if the space is right for that and like mm -hmm. have somebody look out for me like. Oh, it's like, oh, like a nice cuddly blanket, but I'm out in public. Oh. It's it's really nice. <laughs> how do you find it's that really, space really anyway, nice. though? How, how, do you, how does a pup find that space for themselves? The head space or like the physical space? The physical space, because like, let's be real, queer spaces are not necessarily friendly towards pups or that kind of like open yeah, loop kinky. Sure yeah. So how does one yeah, start so to find that? I choose pup events, which most of the big cities in the in the country have a pup and handlers association, PAH, and or pets and handlers. Sometimes they they're called to include the whole pet community, um, and they often will have like a monthly meet and greet or a mosh, which is where you all get together and wrestle and play and hop <laughs> around on your all fours. Um, so that's one place to go. Most BDSM leather events, kink events are also pup friendly. Oftentimes they'll have like a pup day or a pup afternoon or a pup hour. So those are places. And then honestly, like Telegram, websites, some of the apps give you the opportunity to like tag yourself as part of a pup or pet community. And it's a really great place to, to find each other. Also, we all use the emoji, like the little, a lot of us who use the little emoji pup or the wolf or something to like <laughs> flag to people who know. It's like, if you know, you know. If you're and in the know. Mm -hmm. If you're in the know. And then leather bars or like whatever the local kink bar, kink night, those tend to be pretty safe events um, or safe places to find it. But yeah, like I... I've definitely had people give me funny looks if I went to like more of like a a general gay bar or LGBTQ plus space. Um, but I think that in the US, pups are getting to be more common. People are less weirded out by us. I think, I think honestly, we are like the friendly mascots of the queer community if people would see us as that right like y'all are so sexy too it's kind of frustrating <sighs> it's so sexy no honestly because it's like you keep that mask on and then i see like this gorgeous body and i'm like god i just want to see you like fully naked with me right now and it's just like so frustrating that your social media is just like fully masked and i'm like <laughs> i want to see everything 
<laughs> you want to see them behind the mystery yeah because it's like it's there's an eroticism to it like i know it, it does give you power but like for me i'm just like i want to see you with and without the mask but like fine i get it you want to keep the hood on whatever Ugh. yeah and there's a, but there's a lot of pups i think more and more that are showing their face too mm-hmm. um it's actually something that i thought a lot about when i created my instagram because like when i go to the bar like my hood is on or it's off. And so like people around me will see both versions of myself. Right. But I was like really curious, like what is it about social media that makes people not want to show their face? Is it like fear of what people at work will say or family or whatever? And I think more and more pups are starting to be more out. Cause in a lot of ways, when you find whatever kink part, whatever, part of the kink community that you find like a lot of people still have to go through like another process of coming out as a kinky person in their life whether that's because they have a new playmate they want to introduce to friends and family whether that's because there's a new accessory like a collar or a hood or something that they want to wear more often like there is almost like a second coming out or third fourth fifth coming out that (laughs) that people go through but i do think like Part of, for me at least, I've started showing my face more and more on my Instagram because I want to, like, empower people to not see this as something to be stigmatized or ashamed of because if it's something that brings us joy, we should live our joy and be proud and happy about it. And if other people have problems with that, like, that's their problem because Mm -hmm. I don't want them... I don't want them to yuck my yum and then ruin my yum, right? Like, exactly. In the yeah. words of Marie Kondo, if this sparks joy, <laughs> do it. Keep it. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Now, you also dropped uh, the collar thing because I've also noticed that, too. And, like, I've never really been clear on the whole collar situation. Can you go a little bit into that? Yeah. So, collars, again, are something that kind of comes out of the BDSM community as like a way. So it's like a, the normie people language. It's a necklace. (laughs) It's something you wear around your neck. Like dogs wear a collar around their neck with a name tag on it and their vaccine status. Although we still don't have (laughs) vaccine status college, but Oh my God, how fun would that be? Then I wouldn't have to like get my phone out and show my COVID vaccine yeah. card to people. I, I got the just, Pfizer. Like, I got my <laughs> exactly. Moderna and my rabies vaccine. And my rabies? I got my COVID vaccine. Rubella. <laughs> but anyway, a collar is a necklace or something you wear around your neck. And for some of us, it's like an indication that we are part of the pup community. And so the collar indicates that, especially if, when it has a name tag on it. Some people have a lock on their collar because someone owns them or has locked a collar onto them as an indication that like they belong to someone. There are people who self collar, which is sort of like a commitment to oneself that like no one owns me. I own myself. There are a lot of pups who are self collared lone wolf. Yeah. And collars then have like a whole complexity to them of like, what kind of collar did you pick it yourself? Did your handler pick it for you? Is it, Is there something about your collar that indicates that you belong to a pack or a group of people? But there's a couple of rules of thumb. One is like you should never really touch someone's collar without asking first. 
partly because you should never touch another person without asking, <laughs> without asking first, first. And the collar is part of their person, right? Right. And then to recognize that like a collar, collars have meanings kind of like wedding rings have meanings where like, Aww. sure, you can ask someone why they wear the ring they wear or why it looks the way they look. But like, oftentimes those are very private things between the people who have them. And so no one should feel like they're entitled to like know all the details about a collar. There are all kinds of collars. There's leather collars, there's chains, there's chain mail, which is what I usually wear. Um, there's people who just wear like natural fiber ones like cotton right. or, you know, people wear discreet ones that are under their clothes. You don't even know it's there. And then there's the people who wear their like real thick, like right. almost like a shackle type collar, like they're iron and they're like real heavy. Um, almost medieval. Yeah. So that's kind of a little bit about collars. Yeah. So if you want to start looking for other pups, look for someone that's already wearing a collar and be like, hmm, I wonder if I can train him or if they'll accept me into their pack. Yeah. Oh, like, so honestly, a collar with a name tag is usually like a wink, wink. It, like, <laughs> we are of the same. We're the same. The kindred spirits, they always have this way to find each other. And it's so beautiful. Exactly. And I feel like that's the most prevalent in the pup community. And uh, I love it. And I kind of just want to immerse myself in this more. But uh, where where does one even start? So, like, do we start with support Pup Cooper? <laughs> Or... You can. You can start with Support Pup Cooper. I'm here to help folks myself. Um, there's quite a few websites out there that are full of information. There's been different people over time, like all the way back to like the blogosphere when people were blogging and people would set up like <laughs> puppy blogs. There's a book or there's actually a couple of different pup play books that kind of walk you through the entire um pup community, pup experience, and kind of unpack it all. There's Instagram and Twitter and Tumblr and Facebook, although Facebook is harder because of the different Filters, ways in which people yeah. think we're sexualized or whatever. Mm -hmm. But Instagram, I would say, is a very has a very thriving pup community. And the European pup community is is super strong as well. Uh, One of the things I What's that? Le chien en français, in French. Le chien, yeah, right? Yeah, le the chien. dogs. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. And then there's pups in Latin America. There's pups in Australia, Asia, Africa. I think one of the best places to start is like make another puppy friend. And Love once it. you start to make a puppy friend, you'll meet their friends. And I think pups are very willing to be friends. I mean, we definitely have our own diversity and inclusion challenges. I think. There are a lot of people who face the experience of exclusion, feeling like they, you know, they're not sexy enough. They're too dark complected. They are don't speak the right language or like they're too new. Right. And I think there, there's a lot of work we have to do as a pup community to make really clear to people like we're an open, accepting place for anyone to be a part mm -hmm. of it. But I also find that pups of all the kinksters I've met are some of the most playful, fun, social, and interested in just like getting more pups. All of us are like, <laughs> I want all the, know, the gay agenda. <laughs> yeah, like there's the gay agenda, then I think there's the pup agenda, which is <laughs> to get more pups. 
listen, if I can get myself a German Shepherd and a Lhasa Apso and a St. Bernard and an Australian Shepherd all in the same room, give me all the pups, you know? <laughs> give me- He's got his list. He's ready to go meet with some breeders. Yeah. <laughs> Very breedable. I mean the doggy breeders. (laughs) Hey, listen, if there's any, like, human pups out there that want to be bred, hit me up on Sex Ed with Tip. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You're going to have a whole whole kennel. Yes, Sex Ed with Tim is going to have a whole kennel where puppies can come. Listen, all the puppies are welcome in my house, and we're all just going to have doggy-style fun. Um (laughs) Oh my gosh, Cooper, uh, we're almost out of time. So I just want to say thank you so much for giving me your wisdom and your knowledge and like bringing your sexiness onto the show. And it's just such an honor. I was wondering if you have any like final words of wisdom for the audience about the pup community. Safe, sane, consensual, always. Safety is relative, right? What's safe to one person is not necessarily safe to another. I think, what else do words of wisdom do I have? Arf, arf, <laughs> I think that's as great a time to wrap up this episode. So, Cooper, thank you so much for that. Tienes un buen perro. Oh, Cooper, thank you so much. And to all the listeners that have made it this far into this very playful puppy episode, thank you for listening. Give me five stars and rate, follow, subscribe, whatever it is that you do to support the podcast. And with that, I bid you all adieu, a woof, and I will see you at the next one. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. Sex Ed with Tim is created and produced by me, Tim Lagman. Music is Aces High by Kevin McLeod. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GaySlutClown and at SexEdWithTim. You can also like and follow me on the Sex Ed with Tim Facebook page. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Even better, you can also support the show on Patreon, where you can get early access to ad-free episodes and more. Thanks for all your support, you dirty little slut. Mwah! Thank you.